0: You know how much I enjoy starting a sermon with a question. Do you remember a sitcom from the 1970s that starred Bonnie Franklin and Valerie Bertinelli? Do you happen to remember a song that was written in 1974? A song recorded by somewhere around 200 different recording artists. And what those two things happened to have in common. The title of the sitcom and the title of the song were the same. One day at a time. One of my favorite of the 200 recording artists that ever recorded one day at a time was Christy Lane. And yet I can remember hearing that song over and over and over again as it was played on the piano at our home. It was 1979. My mother was recovering from her first cancer surgery. She had just had a radical double mastectomy. That's what they did in those days. Her doctor had told her because of the loss of muscle in her arm that the best exercise she could do would be to play the piano. And being a piano teacher, that came naturally for her. But he told her that playing the piano would help her regain some of her arm strength. I can't tell you how many times I would come home at lunch. Dad and I would come home in the afternoon from work. And as we walked up to the back door, we could hear the piano playing and Walking in the door, hear her softly singing the words to that song. Over and over, hour after hour, day after day, she played that song and sang those words. I'm only human. I'm just a woman. Help me believe in what I could be and all that I am. Show me the stairway I have to climb. Lord, for my sake, teach me to take one day at a time. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking from you. Just give me the strength to do every day what I have to do. Yesterday's gone, sweet Jesus. And tomorrow may never be mine. Lord, help me today. Show me the way. One day at a time. Perhaps that's the concept the psalmist had in mind when he penned the words to our text this morning. It's Psalms 118 verse 24. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, personally speaking, my favorite is the New Century version of that passage. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Today, here is a man with a word of wisdom that it would do all of us good to live by. He lived in a day long ago. But he has a philosophy that is fresh and up to date for us right here, right now. August the 29th, 2021, right here in Center, Texas. In fact, I am more persuaded that this is more needed in our crowded, hectic, upside-down world than it was in the more quiet time the psalmist was privileged to live in. When you think of the news headlines, when you think of the Dire predictions for the future. When you think of the thing, the ravage that COVID has done to our society. When you look at the international political scene, you see the heightened threat of terrorist attacks. Our world's a scary world some days. But can you see this man? This is the Lord' day the Lord has made. Let's be rejoice and be glad today. Can you see this man as he wakes up in the morning and he sees the sunrise and he greets the new day with the light of expectation on his face? And you see in his face the light of the dawning of a new day. A face that's radiant from the inward joy of that this new day has brought to him because it's a day the Lord has made. What I need to do and you need to do, what we need to do is learn this man's secret. Because what he has learned is the secret of living one day at a time. Listen again to what he says. He doesn't say, this was the day the Lord had made. You know, sometimes we find it really easy to believe that God made some grand and wonderful great days in some far off yesterday. But this man is not concerned with looking backward, and he's not tormented by looking backward. He's not spending life looking in the rearview mirror. But not only does he not say this was the day the Lord had made, He also does not say, that will be the day the Lord will make. Like the song says that we sing oftentimes, I don't know about tomorrow. What he does is, he lives, he laughs, and he rejoices in the here and now. He said, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and let's be glad today. Regardless, folks, of what yesterday may have been, and regardless of what tomorrow might be, this man's going to live joyfully today. He has learned to live life one day at a time. Beloved, that is a secret worth learning, because that's all I've got. Living life one day at a time is the wisest choice any of us can make, because that's all we have. That is the sum total of the wealthiest man on the top side of God's green earth, and the poorest man that's ever lived among men. So far as time is concerned, our sole possession is today. Yesterday is gone. And yesterday is as completely beyond my reach as is the first day of year one of my life. My past is beyond recall, just like yours. There's going no, no going back to my past. There are no do-overs for me. And that's true regardless of what our attitude toward yesterday might be. Now, it might be that yesterday bored some of us. It's quite possible we endured yesterday with a yawn. It's quite possible that yesterday we enjoyed it with all the enthusiasm of sitting on a chair and watching paint dry. And then again, maybe yesterday was not only tiresome, it was also painful. Perhaps it brought bitter disappointment in our life. Perhaps yesterday introduced us to tragedy. If it did, perhaps we're glad that it's over. And we breathe a sigh of relief that we do not have to relive it. But regardless of that, I have known, you have known, and all of us have known those who always look back to yesterday with longing eyes. Ah, the good old days. How many of you remember growing up without air conditioning? Yeah. Ah, the good old days when we sweated just sitting in a chair. Wasn't that wonderful? Didn't have air conditioning and... How many of you remember that every now and then that, that screen on the kitchen window get a little hole in it and you'd look and oh flies are everywhere. How'd they get in? The good old days. How many remember that when a trip to the bathroom in the middle of the night involved shoes and a lantern instead of just walking down the hall and turning on a light switch? Oh, the good old days. You see... There are folks that look back to the good old days with longing eyes because the past is full of delightful memories filled with joy and happiness. Even the commonplace things of life look beautiful through the lens of memory. And I think maybe that's true as we get older. Someone one time said that men and women have been looking back to the good old days of 50 years ago ever since Adam had his 51st birthday. And that statement's probably not too far off. But then sometimes we look at yesterday with longing eyes because we, we realize we didn't use yesterday very well. Sometimes we're conscious of spending our yesterday's treasure on a poor second best. Sometimes we look at yesterday and have to confess that We failed to fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, as Kipling would say. There are flowers we never gave, we should have given. There are ugly wounds we made that we would like to go back and be able to heal and undo. But regardless of what our attitude is toward yesterday, it's gone from us. And it's gone forever. But just like yesterday is beyond our reach because it's gone. Tomorrow is out of our reach because it has not yet arrived. In a general way, those who are older, I've been told that those who are older, tend to look back toward yesterday and the young are more absorbed with tomorrow. But tomorrow is the most dangerous word in human speech. You remember a young farmer that Jesus talked about? His ground brought forth plentifully. He said, What will I do? I have no room where to bestow all my goods. This I'll do. I'll tear down my old barns. I'll build greater barns. And I'll say to my soul, Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. And Jesus said, God said, thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. And then who shall all these things be that thou possessest? Or there was tomorrow in the life of Felix. Paul came and preached before Governor Felix. And Paul reasoned with Felix about righteousness when Felix was unrighteous. And he reasoned with him about Temperance when Felix was intemperate, and he reasoned with him about judgment to come when Felix sat in judgment on others, and Governor Felix said, Paul, well when he, when Paul finished preaching, Felix trembled. He said, Paul, go your way. Go on now. I'll call for you some more convenient time. But that convenient time to be obedient to the claim of God on his life never came for Governor Felix. When we're living for tomorrow, you listening? When we're living for tomorrow, we postpone life. And we tend to squander our finest opportunities and miss our best days. None of us can live tomorrow. It hasn't come. What is ours, mine and yours. What belongs to us is not yesterday. And it's not tomorrow. It's today. And the psalmist realized this. And he refused to try and recover yesterday. And with that same wisdom, he refused to try and live in some tomorrow that hadn't come. He took what was actually his And that was today. That's all I have. And that's all you have. We have today. And we should live today because it's all we've got. And you know something else? It's all we can manage. What would we do? If we had the power to recover all of our yesterdays and project into all of our tomorrows, wouldn't that be a blessing if we could get our days past and future today all in our hands, all at one time? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Uh, no. It would be a curse and not a blessing. you ever tried to juggle? My aunt bought me a book one time when I was in high school. It was... I don't know if she was trying to tell me something, but the title of the book was Juggling for the Complete Cluts. And with this book on the technique of juggling were four square, fabric, cotton filled cubes. I think they were fabric and cotton filled so that you wouldn't destroy too much. And it taught you how that you could progress and work your way up to have to juggling those four fabric cubes. I got up to one. Maybe she had something there when it was juggling for the complete klutz. But have you ever seen someone that really knows what they're doing? And seen a juggler with bowling pins or, or balls and keep six or eight or ten of them all in the air at the same time? That takes a lot of skill. But no amount of skill can enable us to handle six or eight or ten days all at one time. Truth be told, folks, we can manage just one day at a time. That's all we can handle. And the sad thing is, there's some of us, it takes nearly a lifetime for us to learn that. Because instead of living our life today and living life one day at a time, we try to manage two. Sometimes we try to manage yesterday and today at the same time. And no matter how how hard we try, we can't make a success of that. And these results are equally tragic if we try to live today and tomorrow. That's why Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow. He told us in the closing verses of Matthew chapter 6, take no thought for tomorrow. He said every day has got enough trouble of its own without worrying about tomorrow. And the psalmist avoided this nerve-wracking, soul-destroying blunder and he did it concentrating on today. None of us is strong enough and none of us is tough enough to live two or three days at a time. But any one of us with the help of the God of heaven can live one day at a time. Think about all the things that we can do for just one day. The biggest liar in center Texas can tell the truth for one day. The most dishonest man and woman or woman that's ever walked the footstool of God can keep their hand out of other people's pockets for one day. The most self-centered person we've ever known can be kind for one day. The most bitterly disappointed and sorely wounded person on the footstool of God, by the grace of God, can endure heartache for one day. So let's join with the psalmist. And let's say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and let's be glad today. It's all we can handle and it's all we need. How often do we consider the brevity of life and wish it just wasn't that way? I know I think about that quite often. I think about it especially when I'm sitting down and I'm holding Hudson in my lap or I'm helping Mason walk or I'm walking somewhere and Mason's holding my hand and he says, Why are we going this way, Poppy? Well, this is the way we need to go. But why, Poppy? And I answer him, But why? If I had a dollar bill for every time Mason says why, to, why, Poppy, I'd be a rich man today. But I look at that little tyke, and I look at the candles on my birthday cake And I do the math. Math was never my strong suit, but I can do simple math. And I look at those little guys, and I look at my candles on my birthday cake, and I do the math, and I think, Lord, why does life have to be so short? And so think about how we look at the brevity of life and wish, Oh, I wish life wasn't so brief and so short yet think about how many things we do to prolong our earthly sojourn think how many handfuls of pills we take for all different kinds of ailments so we can hang around a little longer and our home is in heaven but even though our home is in heaven it's like my little grandmother used to say I've told you this a thousand times. This will be a thousand and one. My little grandmother used to say, Heaven's my home. But I'm not homesick. It's not the quantity of life that's important, folks. It's the quality of life that really counts. And some of the richest promises God has given to us aren't for. Yesterday, nor are they for tomorrow, they're for today. When is it that God offers to you and to me and to every man and woman salvation? It's today. Today is the appointed time. Today is the day of salvation. When is it God makes eternal life available for all of mankind? It's today. It's not in the past. It's not in the future. It's right now. In the Galatian letter, or in the Corinthian letter 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 2, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Now, that's our opportunity. You see, here's the thing. If we claim the promises of God today, we take care of our yesterdays because we leave the past with God. That's what Paul meant in Philippians 3.13. He said, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth unto the things that are before. What are you doing, Paul? I press toward the prize for the mark of a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's what Jesus meant when that woman was brought to Him all disheveled that morning and thrown at His feet, taken in adultery. And Jesus told her accusers to, the one that's without sin, throw the first stone. They dropped their stones one by one and walked away. And there's nobody left but Jesus and that woman. And Jesus said, woman, where are your accusers? Does no man condemn you? She said, no man, Lord. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's the beauty. When God forgives us, God forgets it. But just as God takes care of yesterday, God will take care of tomorrow. Here's again what the Hebrew writer said of Moses in Hebrews chapter 11. Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Why? For he had respect under the recompense of the reward. That's to say, Moses was clear eyed and he had his eye on the reward rather than the pleasure of sin for a season. That's the instruction for living life effectively. Rejoice in today and live today. It's all we have it's all we can manage and it's all we need. And if we live right today, we can leave yesterday and we can leave tomorrow in the hand of God. The question is, is Jesus Christ the Lord and Master of your life? That helps take care of yesterday and it takes care of tomorrow. And if Jesus is not Lord and Master of all your life, He's not Lord and Master at all in your life. And I don't know what's going on. But if if you need to make changes, if there's something you need to do, For Jesus to be the Lord and the Master of your life. And we can help you make those changes. This is your opportunity to let that be made known as together we stand and while we sing.